This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, what's going on? Hey, John, it's good to be here, right here, right now, and thank God that after months, it's like of um, waiting and have futzing around and trying to talk about other stuff that you know I think it's perfectly valid to talk about, but not the thing that I wanted to talk about when it happened. But well, here we are with the East of West podcast. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> oh man, it's like it's. Man, it's like I completely screwed up, you know, like in, in the ordering of this. But, well, it's like better late than never, I guess. And, hey, it, it still arrived to talk about this series about the apocalypse still arrived for, for me to talk about in the year of our Lord 2020. As well, it's like like things may seem apocalyptic, like, you know, out, it's like, in, like looking out the window these days. But they got nothing on the world that um, creators Jonathan Hickman and um, Nick Dragota um, have um, have cooked up for its characters here, because this is a series that, that has its roots back in an alternate history, like of of the, of the Civil War, where the uh, like where, where it's uh, where America split into various factions after it's like af- after its conclusion. It's like the it's like the Union up north, the Confederacy up south, down south. It's like the Kingdom of New Orleans adjacent to the Confederacy, the Republic of Texas. It's like adjacent to that, and the uh, new people's, like new people's republic, like um, taken over by um, exiles from China. It's like on the west coast, and the endless nation, like of, of the Native Americans, up in the, in the central north of the uh, like of the country. And this, and each of these nations existed in a tenuous balance of power, like for like, like for many years. Well, but um. And we all knew that they, you know, eventually there was gonna be some something was going to cause like a, a reckoning between all these because these are these are nations with very different ideologies, you know, like like they were like forced into an uneasy peace, and eventually something was going to cause them to bring it down. Well, that thing was religious dogma, or specifically the message, like a uh, take a take a uh, re- like a religious like a re- religious tract that like was. Done in three parts by the um, by first by the prophet Elijah Longstreet, then by the uh, by the Native American um, stand, Standing Cloud, and then by the exiled um, Chi- like um, Chinese leader uh, Mao Zedong. It's like each of these each of these men um, it's like um, spout like espoused a uh, a portion a portion of the message. It wasn't until all three of the all three of their like their tracks came together, that the message was, um, it's like, was known in full, and it was basically all about the end of the world and how it would be brought about, um, not by hate, but by love, because because it turns out that, well, the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse, you know, they're deaf, they're real, it's like, and they are definitely like on board with on um, bringing about the um, end of mankind. Well, three of them are war, conquest, and famine. Death, on the other hand, well, death actually found something like better than um, better to occupy his time with than the uh, apocalypse. He found love. He would he fell in love with the uh, like the People's Republic with one of the daughters of the um, leader of the People's Republic, um, Shaolan uh, Mao, and um, it's like and they it's like they fell in love, went away from the world. It's like. And they tried to carve out their own their own place together. Had a kid too. 
then that they then it was found out where they were and well you know death like like death was death was attacked uh, Mao was um it's like it's like was was mutilated and their kid was taken away like to be I'm um, thought to be dead well thing is though death the horseman is um far harder to kill than than like than you would think just by you know like put running something through his chest but so he so he managed to live through his like his, like his impaling and is now um coming back to it's like to um like exact his revenge upon the, those who wronged him and it turns out that well that, that everything he lost wasn't quite as lost as as initially thought like his like his wife is still alive and their son is also still alive the is though son's son has been, has been um captured by the uh, chosen of the message to and um like and in accordance with with these words well he's going to become the beast of the apocalypse babylon he's going to bring about the the end of the world well so that that's kind of where we are it's, i mean there's other characters there's um there's wolf and crow the uh, mystics who are accompanying death it's like like on his on his sacred on his crusade and how they've got how they've got t- their own ties to the endless nation that will be uh let me um delved upon like as as the series go goes on there's it's like there's Mao her, like herself as she's as she eventually becomes like the new leader of the Pe- people's republic and has to deal with all the trials and tribulations that like the that have been having a leadership that she didn't want um thrust upon her it's like as she tries to do good by her people even though everyone else around her wants her to fail chief among those is um Archibald Chamberlain like first initially meet him he's a secretary of state of the uh the confederacy but then he's he's such a wily and crafty old bastard he eventually becomes president it's like after it's like after doing in the president himself though that's not immediately revealed and I just want to go on at this point to say that um Archibald is he's an interesting character in the sense that that like uh, he he that um, even though he's he's one of the chosen by the like chosen members um of the message it's like he's he when we first meet him it's like he tells death that you know I don't want like to bring about the end of the world I kind of like things as they are I like having um you know my pick of everything that's like that's available to me and he's and so his presence in the rest of the series is just really, like seeing him just um. Like murder, charm, kill. It's like and to just and just be generally be arrogant over every everyone else. He is just at well his like well his like well his um snarkiness and his like and his like deliberate deliberateness and trying to treat treat the whole thing as just one big game where he's like you know gonna gonna guy gonna be the guy who takes it all can charm up to a certain point. Seeing him, his utter selfishness and um, the wrongs he perpetrates against you know, the, you know, people who have like much more of a moral, moral code than he does. I mean, he's generally is a guy who says justice is what um, the strong per- perpetuate against the weak, and that doesn't tell you that this guy's a grade A bastard. Well, guess what? You've got um, after he shows up, it's like you know, it's an issue two. Two or three. It's like you got like forty-three or forty-two more issues left of that, like of that attitude to like to enjoy or more 
more likely endure. So that was, so he is just, he is just a genuine bastard. Especially when compared, compared against, um, like tragic guys, like, um, Bell Solomon, like the governor of the great, of the Texas Republic. And, um, how he's just presented as a guy who, you know, was skeptical of all this apocalypse business, but, um, oh, he's, uh, Sorry. But um it's like but he's just willing to compromise bit by bit. It's like because he doesn't think it's costing him any, anything until it does, and he's and he's eventually run out it's like run out of the of the chosen and forced to um call upon um justice, the last of the Texas Rangers, to like to help help make things right at the cost of his own life. Then then um going further down the Members of the uh, chosen, there's Antonia Levey, who is the uh, new president of the Republic after um, death uh, takes revenge against the uh, president. And, well, she's someone who does not suffer the mob. And her, but the thing is, like, the union is basically all mob these days, and she's just got that that to deal with, and it's going to end ugly for her. And also, um, there's Crown Prince um, John Freeman of the uh, like nation of New Orleans, like um, New- Kingdom of New Orleans, and he's like caught between um, his, like his belief in the uh, like in the message and his um, father's um, complete complete disdain of it, especially as like you know John is like is the crown prince and he's going to succeed his his father at some point. It's like, but the thing is, like you know, can he? Question is, like, can he balance? You know, it's like his like his beliefs with his um with the duties of his uh, like of, like the duties of his um king of his prince princeship and all and th- then there's like um ezra orion the uh like the uh, like the steward of of the message and it's some um, place at at the holy side of armistice who you know was um rescued by it's like by conquest and helped and um brought up to be it's like to be a servant like an embodiment of the message only to find out that the price that in order to uh that the price um, becomes Become such was much greater than he than he could bear, and eventually drive it's like drives him mad, and it's like makes makes him unworthy like of his it's like of his standing as like in the end as well. So for like just for pretty much like and so basically, East of West is all about these characters, most probably primarily Death, who is like chief among equals here. It's like and just like. Showing him as he like tries as he cuts us a wide swath across, like across this um this broken nation, and I'm um, showing how, like how all all the characters um balance their self interest against, it's like against against the needs needs of the message. So like it, for the most part, it's it's generally pretty entertaining. I've and I've generally enjoyed the series as it's as it's been been released. Even, and to its credit, like as it's gone on, it's like this hasn't been a series where I've I, well, I've got that nagging feeling that yeah, probably would read better like like you know front like going front to back and all, but um, it still managed to be entertaining in and of itself. Like in each volume, it's like mainly because um, like Hickman um, like de- like delivers such like great great quotable like epic dialogue like over the course, it's like over the course of the series, it's like. I mean, it may may seem like overblown, it's like a hyperbolic in parts, but you're dealing with the, the like mythic characters talking about the end of the world. It, so the dialogue actually just you know kind of like kind of ones up fitting. So it's like it's so it's a lot of fun. So it's a lot of fun to see like 
just just to like read like his dialogue and just like just like see all what all these characters have to say about each other and their um it's like and their situations it, like um bits like when um when one of the characters is burned at the stake well we find out that well, like um wolf tell Wolf first tells um, Crow that, you know, there's two reasons we burn, like, our leaders. One is to let them know that, you know, there was a great person who lived, like, who's here and, and to mark their passing, like, to show a marker to others about, um, it's like, about, like, that, that um, this is, like, this is where, this is where they were and this is where, where they're going. And then she has, you know, and the second reason, <laughs> because they deserved it, because they had it coming. So yeah, I'm which I'm mangling it here, but um, Hick, but Hickman's dialogue is it's like is thoroughly quotable, and I do think he does a good job, you know, of planning the series out. Like you do feel like there is like a a plan behind the series from the start, and it's it's like and like it there and the series never stops feeling like it's like marching marching towards a like a certain conclusion with everything feeding towards that like like specific that particular um des- destination um and helping it along though is um dragota's um like incredible art it's like he's um he, dragota like has always had an element of caricature like like to it's like um to his art art and i think that that helps really well when you're dealing with like a like a series that like you know kind of starts starts to style it over the top and just like gets going crazier from there i mean he's he's he draws like some incredible scenes of destruction um like epic scene epic scenes of battle and monster scenes of, of transformation as characters fall victim to the uh, supernatural forces like that are like that are laid against them here it's like uh, hickman asked dragota to like draw a lot of insane stuff over the course of this series and Overall, like you know, Dragota is able to um, meet him like at, at every single step of the way. Um, I guess where the series kind of like lets me down in certain parts is the feeling that you know this message. Well, you know, it's like we never learn about, we never get to like, never, we never get it all at one point. It always shows up, and it's always quoted at parts parts of the story where it, it's like you know where it happens. So it's like when we find out that oh hey, uh, you know death and um, I get that um, Mao's son is still alive. Well hey, that was part of the message, you know. That's that's the kind of thing there. I mean it's like message, you know. Even it's like it's like it kind of drives um, you know what the character a lot of the characters' actions here. It's like it still feels kind of like um, like in terms of like the overall plot, it does feel kind of like you know, just like like a like a crux. It just a handle. Hey, you know it's like. Something crazy happens. Something crazy is about to happen. Well, hey, the message, the message predicted that and all, and you know it even predicted the end of the series. Which, um, well, let's just say you know one man's apocalypse is another man's new beginning. Um, the ending, you know, it's like I to this to the series credit, uh, I think that it reads better when you're going reading it front to back. Than when it did on um, when I first when I first got it because when I first got it I read it it's like I, I I read it by itself and I thought yeah okay okay this is this is an ending this, it kind of like just wraps things up pretty straightforwardly and oh wow that um, that last uh, page um, is kind of like really sentimental like for a series that has been like as cynical and blood soaked as this has been up to that point. 
that being said, rereading it, yeah, I was like, I'll admit, like, I feel a little better about that since it does feel that um, Hickman has done a, did a decent job of seeding that idea. It's like, like over the like over the run of the series, it's like up to that like up to that point. Like, there are a lot of point points in the series where it's like where this where the, what's being espoused on on in that final page does like like does come to the fore. Yeah, like in fact, to be honest, it's like it's one of the uh, key things that's touched upon at the very beginning. It's you know, it's how um, death and a Mal wind up in this whole situation, like to begin with. And so, you know, credit where credit is due. It's like it works, but uh, it's like I guess as far as just you know delivering, like it's like an ending where like you know, okay, it's like where I, where like I want to go. Oh, I didn't see that coming. I don't think East of West quite delivered on that point. It's like, it basically had, um, it's that it has like it's marching orders that you can, that you can see how things are going. And then by the end, you know, it's like, it kind of wraps up, you know, it's like, there's no great surprises and, um, but there's no great disappointments either. I mean, the most disappointing thing I can say about the ending is that, um, Archibald doesn't suffer as much as I wanted to, wanted him to. He suffers some. He probably he probably meets the mere bare the absolute bare minimum of, of suffering um, for me to not be um completely bent out of shape about his fate. But um wow he deserved a lot more than um than what he got at the end. I mean there's there's still some justice in what happened to him, but there there needed to be more as far like as far as I was concerned, after after everything he managed to uh, stir up over the, over the course of the series, but overall, um, east of west, um, even like the uh, the ultimate like um finale, like conclusion doesn't qu- doesn't quite su- surprise like or I guess maybe even inspire. It still it still satisfies on its on its own level, and there are enough points in the series that you know offer like interesting twists it's like and nice surprises as well and not to mention it's like um fantastic art and um thoroughly enjoyable dialogue um from from beginning to end um now i'll admit that like some people may read this and go like this is just plain silly this is like overblown and ridiculous but um for me it's like i think it has i think it has enough style in order to sell like um sell these aspects to me like in the end, I mean, I guess um, compared to uh, like Hickman's, um, I guess a big big disappointment I would have to say is that for being like like Hickman's um, one like um, like extended um, creator own series to reach its conclusion, you know, so far, um, it doesn't quite match the uh, heights that he hit with his with his Marvel work. You know, it's like I got I got to admit that um, Fantastic Four and his Avengers. Um, storyline um we're kind of like like for the, like you know for their flaws we're still like like more like um more epic like and ambitious and like ultimately a bit more satisfying for me at least but that being said east of west is still still a very entertaining series and uh, one that i was like that i enjoyed very much reading it's like like over all these years i'm i'm looking very i'm very much looking forward to seeing what um what Hickman and Dragota do next, separately at this point. Um, Dragota has yet, um, 
if Dragota's announced his uh, next project, his next creator-owned project, I have yet to... It's escaped, escaped my mind at this, at this moment. But um, Hickman is currently working on um, Decorum, a kind of um, sci-fi... What, what I've... Which, judging by the, the bits of preview art that I've seen, it seems to be like a, a sci-fi version of Assassin's Creed 4, which, um, okay, I'm down with that. I'm with Mike Huddleston that's set to run for eight issues. So I will definitely be on board for that when it, come, when it comes around, as well as, um, as well as some ongoing work with the, uh, like with the X-Men franchise as well. So overall, East of West, good time. Maybe not for everyone, but I still think it's got enough... It's, I think it has enough style to, um, to make up for any lack of substance. So, um, John, so any thoughts on your end about any of this? So this is a mild recommend for you? Uh, mild, mild recommend, sol- solid recommend. In fact, for 10, vo- I think it's a solid recommend because after reading this like for several years and over 10 volumes, like, I, don't think I, w- I, th- I don't think I was too let down by, by any of this. I guess like if you if you're not immediately won over by what the creators are doing like the first first volume or two then no it's not going to be for you but if you are then yeah it's like you get you're going to get 10 whole volumes of that to look forward to it's like if you, you decide to dive into it okay and what do you think you're going to be talking about next time well it's going to be either be one of two things either I'm going to be um, talking talking with Rob about um, the current state of the X-Men titles or going to Going to uh, talk about um, my Kuromo Arakawa's um, high, high school agricultural epic, Silver Spoon. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters. <laughs>